1: The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel, the exclusive wagering partner of the CLNS Media Network. All right, guys, thank you for hanging out here waiting for us. Um, The guys in Atlanta getting situated for Sherrod. We were wrong. It's not a sweep.
2: No, we're going to have to put the broomsticks away for a little bit.
1: It's not a sweep. What happened, buddy?
2: They've listened the Hawks, give them credit. They came home, they played a really good game. They got they a did. lot of guys tripping in. I mean, you know, Bogdan Bogdanovich off the bench, he was literally perfect in the first half. I mean, and in my perfect meaning, he made every single shot he took. Yep. Uh, second half, I thought they got Trey Young going a little bit, and by they, I mean the Celtics defense. I thought they did a good job, really, for the first two games in the first half of this one. Uh, but they just got, allowed him to get loose, and once he got loose, it was a, it was a wrap. know and even with all the things that atlanta did really well the celtics had a chance to tie this game with about a minute to play when tatum missed that pretty wide open three uh al horford missed a wide open three you know Marcus smart missed a couple Jalen missed one when they go back and look at the tape they're going to see all the opportunities that they had to at least make this thing a little bit more interesting shots that they don't make all those shots but they typically don't miss all those shots as well so uh Atlanta give them props. They, they came home and they got what they needed to avoid the sweep things. But I, I do think Sunday is going to be very interesting. I think we're going to see a dramatically different game on Sunday. I think we'll see something closer to what we saw in, in the first two games on Sunday.
1: Well, a couple things that, that pop um, for sure, just in terms of this game. I mean, you shot the first two games, the Celtics three-point attempts were down. Something Missoula doesn't like. Tonight, They got it going with 48 attempts. They hit 15 threes in the first, cooled off a little bit first half, cooled off a little bit in the second half. They still made 21 for 48, 43%. Again, they needed a few late here and they weren't able to get them. They shot nearly 50% from the field. Um, So again, you don't lose a lot of games when you play like this. And it's easy to see the 130 number on the other side and say the defense was horrible. The defense wasn't great by any means. No question about that. But Atlanta just hit, everything including a zillion tough shots like in people's face I mean yeah. some really bad I mean they really they really hit a lot of tough shots
2: yeah and, and that's the thing about this game that if, if you're the Celtics I don't, I don't think they're going to lose any sleep over the fact that they lost this game particularly when you look at how well Atlanta executed offensively uh and then again I you start going down the
1: line of really guys, well and some really just in your mug shots in addition yeah. to playing well yeah but the,
2: the one thing that jumped out of me in, in the first half, and, and and I think it's one of those things that Quinn Snyder, you know, this was this felt like one of those false positive wins. Like you're, you're, it's a positive that you won, but it's a false. If you think that you have finally figured out some like cheat code to win this series, uh, because one of the things I did notice in the first half was that as well as they were playing, there was one guy in the first half who was not playing well, and that was Trey Young. Yeah. At yeah. one point, every single player on this entire Hawks roster who saw action. And it was like eight, nine guys were either plus two or better, except for Trey. He was the only one that, and he was yeah. at, and he was like a, a zero. Then he quickly went down to a minus two. And it seemed that that's something that the Celtics, I didn't think they really took advantage of a lot of those mistakes that Trey was making, whether it's a turnover, yeah. whether it's a bad <laughs> shot attempt. Uh, and it, it, you know, again, credit the Hawks because I think they absolutely deserve the credit for this one. I don't think it was so much what Boston didn't do, I think it was just what Atlanta was able I- to do
1: combo. You could get yeah. more stops. They gave them some easy buckets. They got yeah. lost on rotations. They didn't rotate out. They gave some open threes, but Atlanta hit a ton of... Yeah. They hit every open shot. And dominated and then,
2: the glass. And they, they
1: dominated really- the glass. I, yeah. I can't, The final total, I was looking at it right before, but it's almost a 20... 20-rebound uh, edge there. Yeah, plus uh, but, 19.
2: They were plus 19.
1: Yeah, pretty uh-huh. significant. 29-48, 49, yeah. I mean, that's bad. And what's interesting is, like, you only played Rob 19 minutes on a game you're getting killed on the glass. This felt like the kind of game they might have gone double big, but Atlanta was shooting so well, I just don't think that they were going to give that up um, because they're you know maybe afraid the bigs aren't going to get out on the shooters. So kind of a pick-your-poison scenario with how the Celtics played it. It didn't help that Derek White got in foul trouble early because you got out of your rotations, but you got bonus minutes out of Grant who came in early because of that trouble and played well. So, again, almost nothing went wrong for you right. outside of, again, not your best defensive effort and the Hawks hitting everything, but you look at a lot of things. You got a Grant contribution tonight. Um, you know, you got a, a, an, a ridiculous Marcus Smart game. Um I thought, like I said, Derek White didn't have his best game because I do think he got taken out of it early with those two quick fouls, call it the foster effect, whatever you want to call it. That really does change the dynamic of things, uh, and it makes it tough. But, uh, you know, other than that, you know, great Marcus game, uh, you know, played really well. Uh, You know, we'll get into some of the stuff that wasn't great. I know, like, it's the whole, you know, great power, great responsibility thing. You're going to look at Tatum. You're going to look at Brown tonight as could what did you need? You probably needed your stars to put you up over the top on a night like this. Yeah, this
2: was not a good Jalen game at
1: and all. And it's not a good Jalen game at all. And again, I know it's like, it's like okay, we're going to talk about Jalen, when to pick on him. But he's not that – he's not – there's something it, – it, you, can, you can decide which one it is. The hand's in his head and it's limiting his offensive approach, the way he's able to attack, <laughs> which I think is likely. Uh, or two, he just had a bad game. Uh, pick your poison. One of those two, he's got to be more Jalen. The Jalen who closed the season – uh was an assassin you know just give me the ball and go instant offense could get you whatever you wanted you don't have that option with him right now derek white was your number two offensive option um it you know last game uh and you know he he didn't have a terrific game Marcus smart had to step up and take a ton of shots you're missing something with jalen a little bit right now
2: yeah and and that's it, it throws everything off when you don't have him attacking because that's the thing that he's been so great at all season. Uh, and and it was it was pretty evident that it just wasn't going to happen tonight. I thought you you know on that one play near the end there where he had they forced a turnover. He has the ball. He's running the break, and he kicks it to Al. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to attacking and trying to finish at he the rim. He looked like a big I, dribbling up yeah, the court there. Uneasy uh,
1: yeah. guy coming behind him, afraid to turn it over. Pulled up, yeah. gave it to somebody right next to him. But and that's that was not that's a.
2: Yeah, that was, I mean, that was one of about maybe three or four plays all game long where Jalen clearly wasn't Jalen. And we don't, and again, as you pointed out, John, we don't know whether it's the hand, whether you don't, whether it's mental, whether it's just, he just had one of those nights. I'm watching his body language when he's not uh, have the ball in his hands and just how he's moving. I think it's mental. I think it's more mental than anything I because because he has stretches where that hand is not an issue. And you can tell that he's just playing. And when he has problems with it, like I thought at, near the end there where he threw it to Al, I thought it was a mental thing. I thought he was thinking that, please don't let me get hit on my hand or damn, let me make sure that I, I make the right play instead of just reacting, which is where he's such a good. He's been so good this year. So, yeah. um,
3: hey guys
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. Not great. Not great. Jalen. Yeah, not great, Jalen. Um, yeah, and not great. You know, you didn't get a lot out of Rob tonight, um, you know, in terms of his activity and certainly uh, his minutes. He didn't really impact the game when he was in there. Um, so you just, you know, you didn't get best effort out of a couple of couple of guys tonight. Uh, and I think that hurts you. But again, let's let's say who you did get a good effort out of, because, you know, you're talking about. Look, the Celtics are still going to win this series, um, so. Oh, well, I, that, I mean,
2: that, that's what I mean when I when I say that you know that that false positive. I mean, it's if you're Atlanta, it's great that you won the game and you avoid the sweep and you're in theory back in the series. But I didn't really see anything that made me feel the series is going to turn out any differently. It's just going to be an extended for a game longer than I thought it would. Yeah, um, give the Hawks credit; they played a hell of a game and they absolutely deserve to win this thing. They did. It's a clean I, win. Yeah, I just I just don't see what they're able to do being something sustainable, particularly when you look at all the opportunities that the Celtics had throughout this game that we have seen them throughout the course of the season, they capitalized on it. It just didn't happen tonight. And that's fine. Uh Let the, the Hawks absolutely relish this win because they, they deserve it, and they earned it.
1: Right. Yep. They did. So let's talk about Grant. So when I, when I say that is, they're still going to win. So let's talk about something that might have, um, you know, kind of long reaching, far reaching implications, which is Grant Williams re-entering the rotation. I wonder whether it was a plan to do it all along or, uh, oh. Sorry, I didn't see him there. Um, I wonder if that was a plan to do it all along, or um, it was simply because White got into foul trouble early and he put him in and then stayed with him because he was playing well. Uh, I'm not really sure there. It's strange to not be involved at all and then to be involved – Not prominently, but significantly.
2: I I, I think it's because of the foul situation. Because there's no other rhyme or reason why. It wasn't like Atlanta was was playing rotations and lineups. That was radically different than what we saw in the first two games. It's just that tonight those guys are making shots. And tonight you just happen to, you know, the guy that basically, uh, you know, your Mr. Utility guy, Derek White, was in foul trouble, so you had to find the who's the next man up on this team that doesn't play, and it's great. Joe Sway, what up, man?
3: What up? What up, Sharad? What's going on? I gave you your space over there, so we wouldn't be, uh, you know, have the echo effect. <laughs> when was I, sitting when I saw you stand-up. leave, I
2: was like, "Thank you, Joe Sway. Appreciate it." Show
3: <laughs> so your OG I, some respect. I like. That. I picked up on that cue. Like, yeah, you're not moving. Gotcha. Way to show your OG okay. some respect. I like that. Always. You already know. You know. You know how I go. You know how I do. Uh, you know, I, I'm glad you said that about uh, about the Celtics team, you know, Sherrod, what what, what Joe Mazzula did in putting Grant into the situation because I feel like, yeah, it did have to do with Derek White getting those quick fouls, those two fouls in the first quarter, but I also feel like he's just – his attitude has been much more positive ever since that first game uh, back in Boston. I just felt like – I mean, Bobby and I spoke about – briefly, but he was soaking a bit. wasn't, I mean, it was clear that he had been spoken to and he knew the course of action that he wasn't going to get playing time, but you saw a completely different grant in game two uh, on his feet, cheering guys on, being very positive. You know, I thought it was a, 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 a big difference compared to game one. And then we don't know exactly what happened in between games two and three, but I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's looking better in practice. And yeah, but sure, like, like what you said, though, um, White getting into foul trouble, pr- that that probably doesn't happen for Grant. Or maybe it does happen, but later on throughout this game. But that was a great opportunity, I thought, for Razula to put him in there, sort of change things up. He knocks down a three, you know, keep the Hawks sort of on their heels. And, and he knocked on a few more, right? He, he, really, he really found his uh, outside touch. And I think because of that, we will, we'll definitely see him again um, in, in game four. I'm just wondering, when is, when is Joe Mazzulli going to put him in, depending on how the game plays itself out?
2: I'm not, I'm not convinced we'll see him in game four. I think he should be in game four. I think he's played well enough to where he deserves minutes in game four. But I'm not convinced he's going to be in game four. You know what, Josue? The one thing he did do, and we're going to talk about, obviously, all the shots he made, and that's great. But it, to me, it was what he didn't do that was just as important. Like he picked up a well, we and, and we know how grand is when he picks up files, he's trying to politic that thing as if he's trying to get like, you know, he's, he's trying to get a call. He just
4: trying raised to get the his next hand, recall.
2: walked his, yeah. ran his ass back, got back on defense and was just ready. Just let's just play. Let's ball. Little things like that are going to get him back into the rotation. Yeah, play, man. do your job. Your, sure. If you're open, make shots. If you have a chance to get a rebound, do that. If you pick up a file and you know damn well, you fouled dude. dude. Get your ass back and play some defense and stop trying to politics. Right. Chill right. with that. You, you you clearly see that does not work for you. So how about trying something that's different that might work? And so I, I think the little things that he did in this game, including he drew a couple of really big charges. Uh, Grant just played a really smart game, made shots, and kept his mouth shut. You do those three things, you're probably going to be back in rotation
3: before you know it. That's what you're supposed to do, Sherrod. Exactly. You know, I, I just think it's one of those things where it's like, all right, you're seeing what gets you on the floor. Keep doing that, and it's inevitable. So, I mean, if it doesn't happen in game four, I'll be a little surprised just because I feel like there's a window there for him, especially if you want to obviously get another win and head back to Boston ready to close this thing out. But um, if not, we'll definitely see him again. I mean, I never thought throughout the entire postseason there was going to be the course of action. I just felt like the way that Celtics were playing without him in the rotation, there was no reason for Missoula to shake things up. But obviously, uh, tonight was different.
2: Yeah, I thought he would get in though in the first one of the first two games at home. I I, I, I thought he would play some. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, so uh, Joe Sway, from your vantage point, what was the biggest issue tonight?
3: Um, man, between the transition, the the, the Southern's transition defense, and, and just guarding the three-point arc, but that was an historic performance, at least the first half from from the Atlanta Hawks. I mean, for for, for them to score seventy plus, I mean, set the franchise record. I mean. It's hard to imagine them doing that again. So yeah, you look at the margin of error here, and the Celtics, the way they close out the fourth quarter. I I thought I would have, you know, someone like Jalen Brown could have came up, you know, if he was able to get find some somewhat of a offensive rhythm. But he did it. You know, I felt like that really worked in the Hawks' favor. Whereas Trey Young, little by little, was was getting his right. I mean, he wasn't aggressive in the first quarter. He was trying to help other guys, and then he found his offense late in the fourth, week, which obviously you know was perfect timing for the. And Hawks, but he had some tough three pointers, man. Some stuff that you know that three over Al uh, shots that you you can't defend any better, and, and you look into Game Four seeing if they can do that again, and I, I just don't think they they can honestly. But um, but they just have to tighten things up on defense, the rebounding. You, you know, what is it plus twenty uh, for Atlanta? 19, that, that's the yeah. kind of. That's the kind of stuff that, that the Hawks are, are looking at beforehand, right? They, they they know that that's the way they can beat the Celtics team, and obviously shooting. I mean, you know, Quinn Snyder doubled down on that before game two, and he said the same thing heading into this one. Like, look, these guys have to shoot. Get right into the shot. If not, pass it. If not, drive. Like, don't waste any time. And you certainly saw that, especially with guys like Sadiq A and Bogdanovich, who really got going in game two, but Cedric Bay is another guy they really needed to and just to keep the Celtics, you know, having to defend the three-point arc. And then Trey got comfortable. You know, I thought the Celtics guarding him in the pick and roll set, he got a lot of space. And again, maybe oh, yeah. it's because he wasn't so he wasn't so uh, you know demonstrative in that first half, or at least in that first quarter. But when he was, I mean, the Celtics were just. They gave him too much space, man. He was able to get uh, in, into the paint and get that floater going. You know, that, that's the way he can get going. Yeah, and then got the Al playing ridiculous, absurd three-point three-pointers.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a tough one there. But yeah, they're playing drop and Al's dropping there. And, you know, he, way he was, too low. He was yeah. making things happen and, and they got burnt a little bit there. Um, no doubt about it. And then, yeah, that, that three was freaking insane. He
3: was good.
1: I mean, I thought, he was good. Yeah.
3: I mean, Trey, when when Trey Al was made those, good. really good. When Al made those threes, man, I was thinking, man, maybe this could be. The Celtics were right there. I mean, it just felt like uh, again, just a couple of those uh, absurd shots was just a little too much for the Celtics. And then that last play, um, Jalen for three. I, I don't know, man. I just felt like they could have they could have ran something better. I like seeing Missoula get Jalen Brown involved, but quick inbound pass for the three. It, it just wasn't the, know, the greatest shot.
2: You know, one of the the low key. Uh, coaching adjustments that Joe Mazzulla made late in the game. And, and it was only for like a few possessions, but I thought it was really interesting. He basically went offense-defense with Marcus Smart and Malcolm Brogdon. Yeah. Where they, 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 they had like three or four possessions, but didn't get a shot. He took Marcus out, put in Malcolm Brogdon for like two or three possessions. And then when they were near the Celtics pitch on defense, he brought Marcus back in for defensive purposes and, t- and <laughs> took Malcolm out. I love to see that happen because it, it means that Joe, he's, he's he starting to recognize that there's certain situations where I need my best offensive guys on the floor. and certain situations where I need smart and that, that you know, that lockdown def- defensive unit. Uh, again, it, it didn't obviously work out the way they were hoping to, but I love the fact that Joe is recognizing that and isn't just, you know, it's not something that we got to talk to him about in a post-game press conference, but it's something he's actually doing in the game so that we don't have to talk about that. We don't have to bring up the fact that he's not recognizing that. So um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see moments like that in game four where he'll just take Marcus out for a couple possessions and get Malcolm in there just to give him a little juice, extra juice offensively, and then take him back out and bring Marcus back in to
1: do what he does defensively. It's funny. You see it with bigs. You don't see it as much with guards, you know? Right. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you do see that. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know where else to go with this. Like, I, you know, I, you know if Jimmy were here, we would have we wrapped the show in 30 seconds. Make miss league. All right, we'll see you guys (laughs) later. You know, they can't
3: do it. I do a Jimmy press real quick. Yeah, they can't do this again.
1: There's no way, but (laughs) but this was the classic make miss, make miss league game, you know, like, um, and it wasn't miss, I mean, it was just make more, right? You know, than than the other, you know, Celtics shot fine. Uh, so again, I don't know where you're gonna really. You
2: know, and I, and I get that's that's why I, I I don't think that there's like this. This uh I don't think the Celtics are freaking out about this game.
1: This isn't I mean, a rage yeah. game. You know, right. like this isn't like right. A, right. Yeah, like I'm not here to rage on this post game. It wasn't like a, these guys suck. Fire Missoula right. Right. sucks. Right. Yeah, the guy. It just isn't that game. You know, it wasn't. A, yeah,
3: and
2: it, and it wasn't anything that was like real like like demonstrative or just just anger inducing that went on in the game. I mean, yeah. no one got kicked between the legs. There, there weren't any any bad technicals or or the officiating wasn't great, but it but I mean it it, it wasn't like egregious uh, to the point where you feel that you got to check in and, and and it's just call you know
1: call the bullshit. Well, it uh, wasn't one of those. No, it was. I mean, no. this was a
2: this was a pretty good game. That one team, I think the Celtics played good, and another team played great, and that's what happens when you when when a team plays great and you just do all pretty good yeah. you lose if so. you
1: needed uh you know and if you're a Boston fan tonight and you needed one team to win you needed the Bruins to win uh yes. so the sacri- <laughs> the Celtics sacrificed themselves tonight so the Bruins could live um, there you go um, back to the game guys uh you know uh, you know I don't want to get I don't know what to do other than just say, like, all right, what do you do different? You know, like are there game three adjustments here? I don't believe there necessarily are. I just think you play better. But is Joe gonna look at it and say, you know, you get killed on the glass? Is he gonna is he gonna say I wanna go more double big? Is he gonna try something different here? You know, I'm not I'm not sure.
2: No, I I think that the biggest adjustment that they're gonna make is just really just try to tighten up that defense. You know, and I don't know whether you know Trey was able to get so free because it was because of the foul trouble. But to be honest with you, I don't think that was the case because I, I it, it felt as though Trey was beating Derek White off the dribble consistently yep. even before the foul started adding up. So I, I can't use that as a, as a reason or justification for why, you know, they, they play poorly. Derek White has to be better defensively, you know, because all the great things that he did in the first two games, the one thing that he, I think, if you had to take away everything he did and leave him with one discernible skill set, to help this team win, it would be his defense on Trey. The yeah. other stuff they can find ways to manufacture what he does, but his defense was so critical in those first two games. And tonight, I just it just wasn't there. I mean, you look at the space that Trey was able to get for that floater, and that's, and, and as Josue pointed out, the floater is one of Trey's. That's one of his go-to shots. Yeah. That's when he know he's rolling. When he started, he know he's
3: cooking. Yeah,
2: and when you give him when you give him space, he's smart enough to know how to take that shot and avoid it getting sent five rows back. So you can't give him space that and that's what they did a great job in the first two games. And I thought for the first half of this game, I thought they did a pretty good job of that as well. But again, he's too good to shut down altogether. I get that, but you gotta be better, uh, particularly when you have a chance to not only put them in a just basically impossible hole to dig out of, but being 3-0, but looking ahead, and we haven't talked about Joel Embiid and his situation. He's not going to play Game Four, and we're assuming it's just going to be one game. But it could be more than that. You just never really know about knee injuries. So, hey, do we have someone that's going to pop going to chime in soon, John. Did, did what do you mean?
1: Oh, with post game. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hear from Grant. Um, the Embiid thing, did he hurt himself falling one of the 37? It was he one, it, I, 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 yeah, one of those that, times, that's yeah. the funny
2: thing about it. It's like you can't really pinpoint when the hell there's he hurt no because way. there's, yeah, yeah, it, he, he fell every other damn possession. I mean, if, if Claxton sneezed, Joel Embiid is like, you know, what it reminded me of, John. That's the saddest
1: MVP performance. You know what it reminded
2: me of? It yeah. reminded yeah. me of like vintage Dwayne Wade. When he would drive in the lane Uh, and you would just take one step towards him. Uh, One of my favorite Rasheed Wallace moments was when they were playing Miami and it was the end of practice. And Rasheed was like, hey, who is this? And he just drove into the lane and he just fell down. And everyone said, Dwayne Wade hysterical yeah.
1: you can't do it if you're that big it no, really looks no. dumb when you're that it big
2: looks, it it's like me
1: like playing the- with my kids and they touch me and I pretend to fall and they giggle <laughs> like crazy like no way could you actually knock me down you're five you know like yeah don't get right. cocky uh, you know but still uh, let's uh, we're gonna quickly hear we talked a little bit about um about uh this being we'll call it Bobby will call this the Grant game, even though they lost. He'll be aware. We'll remember where we were when Grant Williams scored fourteen points or whatever.
4: Um, <laughs> remember that what in what Atlanta. It? It? Remember in is, Atlanta. make
1: squares?
2: Is Grant going to make limit squares tomorrow or
1: something? Yeah, some shit like that. <laughs> um, so we'll talk about. No, he's a podcaster now. He's coming for me. He's coming for us, guys.
3: Uh oh. Oh, is he back? He Cornet's used to have that podcast. Oh, Cornet's Cornet. There. Oh,
1: okay. yeah. That's coming for He's coming Let's for me fun. with the baking and the podcasting. I'm starting to get a little self-conscious here, um, but that's fine. This is Grant Williams talking about uh, playing and, you know, kind of, you know, was it surprising?
4: Did you kind of hear from Joe before game one, game two, that you might not be part of the rotation for those games? No, I didn't. But um, something that, you know, you don't expect to hear. You know, you're just a player in a situation. You don't try and coach. You just try your best to – um, focus on what you can control and that first game when I did play just try to keep, keep
2: the same attitude I would if I was you know just try to uh, cheer on the teammates um, bring energy and same with game two and then, um, tonight was just I
4: don't know like I don't know what decided to make me go in so I went in and tried to play well and um, frustrated that we lose, lost that. You
1: Okay, interesting. So, you know, I'm a little bored, so I'm going to start a controversy. Um, They hate each other. Um, No, I'm just, but that's, you know, look. (laughs) Who knows?
3: (laughs) Who knows, John? I mean, look. I'm bored. I'm starting
1: it. I'm putting it out there. He he
3: had an interesting relationship with email, and they always (laughs) say, like, no, it's no, you know, animosity or anything. We just, we go back and forth. Like, that's just our relationship, but. You know, hey, who knows? Uh, who knows the dynamic of those two relationships?
1: But yeah, I mean, look, it, it's I I don't know. I'll, ask you, I'll ask you guys this, I because I go back and forth. Like to me, it's a you know players play, and like I've never really got you know been super sympathetic with the, you know like especially like in a sport like baseball. Oh, you know, he didn't tell me I was the seventh inning guy. I'm used to going into in the eighth, so I wasn't mentally, but just. When the guy points at you, pitch. When the guy, when the coach points, just run out there and play really hard. Right. It's just basketball. I don't know why you need to know stuff. However, get, mentally getting geeked up for the playoffs and getting to game one and two and not playing at all and not being told why it, it definitely has a way to. That's how you – that's what you would do if you hate somebody or you want to break them psychologically. Mm -hmm. Sit there and think about what you've done. And I'm not going to say a thing to you. So, like, would it have been the worst thing to communicate a little? Like, your time's going to come. Stay sharp, man. It's good. I didn't use you this game. We're not sure how the rotation's going to go against this team. But be ready. You're an important part. Get in there. Go. No, I don't think he's doing that. I don't know if – it's a – because of their relationship, or it's just a Joe style thing. It is what it is. Every coach is different. I don't know how important stuff like that is, but it definitely sounds like Grant was like, "Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't, you know, didn't know I wasn't going to play, but I guess I wasn't. And tonight well, I was, and I don't know why. But I don't know what to expect next game either.
2: That's that's just a, it's a bad. The optics of that are bad, and the actual listening listening to him. Talk about it is really bad Uh because it sounds like there is a disconnect there. And and to me, the the worst thing that can 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 be about all that is that Joe Missoula didn't even know that that might be an issue. For that he was that he was so irrelevant to the game planning for this series that it didn't even dawn on him that maybe I should talk to you know and just let him know he's not going to play. Um, but I mean, but again, we don't know the, the nature of the dynamics of the relationship because it may, it may very well be one of those tough love type relationships, where, you know, he feels that, you know, I don't need to tell him that because he needs to be smart enough to figure it out. And this is going to help him down the road when I do need him. He's going to cherish that moment. And it could be one of those, those teachable moments. Because if you look at the way he played tonight, again, he made the most of his opportunity. He made the shots that he's supposed to make. He did some good things defensively, and he kept his mouth shut. And if you're Joe Mazzula, you know, if if, your, if this was your plan, then it worked perfectly. But if it just happened to work out by accident, you need to be better about this because it's not always going to go like that when you just basically tell a guy is out of the rotation They have no idea why the hell they're out of it.
1: Yeah, I mean, and there's people in the chat kind of still trolling Grant on this, which is... Uh... Uh, you know, 0 and one when Grant plays. But, uh,
0: but <laughs> oh my know, God. it is, look, I mean, we all, we
1: all know this. I mean, and again, Joe's new to this, but he's coached before. You don't coach everybody the same. You're not right. the same boss to every single person. You're not the same teacher to every single student. Like, everybody requires something different. You take lumps, you learn along the way. It can't just be like, this is my process, this is how it is. Stars are different. Some people are needier. Some people are sensitive. But, I mean, ultimately... Like in life, everything you do (laughs) vis-a-vis another person should always be with the design of I need to get what I want out of this. And what you want out of, meaning like, you know, you don't want to like, you're talking to somebody who's, you know, difficult at the DMV. Like, what's the point of yelling? You're not going to get your shit done. So, like, you got to take a different approach. Like, Grant, you need him when you need him to answer the bell and come in there. So maybe he needs a little love. Maybe he needs to be told he's pretty. Um, You know, maybe he needs some explanations, uh, you know, every once in a while. It's not the worst thing. But that being said, the tough love, if it was tough love, worked, so you can't really argue with it. It's just an interesting disconnect. So uh, Ahmed had sent us that soundbite from the locker room. You could hear Bobby in there asking the question. Uh, interesting. It's just interesting why, why he played and why he didn't play. We don't really have those answers. But Joe said he didn't really factor in. I, I do. I really do have to believe it goes back to what we said before, Sharon. If White doesn't get into foul trouble and they don't mess with their rotations there, the way they did, he probably doesn't get the run. Right. He, he he hit a couple threes, so he got a little second half run too. And yeah, that's I'm what ki-
2: happened. yeah, I'm curious to see what happens in game four, whether he plays or not because he might uh, again, not, he might go back to zero again. Exactly, and, and and I would not be the least bit shocked if he does. Uh, but it's it, it's not because he doesn't. You know he's not, he shouldn't be out there it's because joe just has his set rotation and grant's not in that and if something happens to his set rotation where a guy gets involved guess what grant you're getting your ass out there and play and I, I give grant a lot of credit for not basically um being a little punk about it i mean grant he, he handled it yeah. like a grown-ass man I'm, I don't know how much time coach is going to give me, but damn it, I'm going to make the most of these minutes. If I get wide open shot, damn it, I'm going to take it. I'm going to make it defensively. Yeah. I'm never going to be a 10 12, 14 rebound guy, but I can draw charges. I can get guys out of position and, and grant did all the things that you would want him to do when he's on the floor. Now, will he get an opportunity again in this series? Who knows? But at least now Joe has some idea of where grants head is at as far as Playing the game and playing the, the game within the game with the referees. I thought this was the best I've seen Grant doing both of those two things on the same night because yeah. uh, he, he just he didn't bitch and moan about the officials, which I I love to see him not do that because I think it always comes back to bite him in the ass at some point in the game, uh, and he just did just wouldn't let it happen. So yeah, good for Grant.
1: Um, let me ask you this, Josue, because again. Uh, you know, when I say it, people get mad at me. So you know, I've lost—I've lost the ability to say it. But you're going to say it now, Joe Swag. No, and I talked about it before the game because there's people in the chat saying, like, I—you know—I believe this is a problem with the hand situation until it's no longer a problem, and until you see Jalen looking like the Jalen at the end of the season, I'm going to assume this is part of the reason why he had a good game. Albeit, I actually thought you noticed his hand more. Ironically, you notice the hand more in the first game in terms of it affecting things that he did, um, than anywhere else. uh, than 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 in games two or three. But his approach in games two and three was definitely not as attacking, not doing what he would normally do in dribbling into traffic and or transition. Um, a little bit, you know, you know, just off it's possible it's just an off game but I do agree like with a lot of people is you want to get through this Hawks series and just give him more time and more time and more time to get right so by the next series this isn't a thing anymore
3: yeah I mean definitely and, and if Jalen's in his head a little bit I mean I don't I don't blame him uh, it's just a lot of uh what happened tonight and the way that Atlanta Hawks got hot I, I think if you're Joe Missoula and you look at the foul trouble situation that could have been another reason why he went with Grant, especially that early in the game. You know, just That's what we
1: said, yeah, yeah,
3: get that outside shot going, and you know, and look, this is a reason why I think we probably are going to see Grant again. Maybe not to the same extent of him being one of the first guys off the bench, but um, just the fact that he went in there and, and did his job, he knocked down shots, he took some charges, and regardless of what happened and not playing game one or game two, he's proven himself, right? I mean, I, I, I'm not. I'm sure Joe Mazzulla is like, man, I, he's, he's not surprised, but he's going to reward him, you know? I, I think he does, and I think playing him would, would be great because it's it's going to stay where Joe Mazzulla stands with Grant. Like, that's what I want you to do. A little bit of everything, go out there, you know, fight for rebounds, knock down some shots. So, yeah, but I don't also don't expect this to be the same type of game that we saw from Jalen like, to, to carry over throughout the course of the series. Yeah, he's going to be in his head a little bit, but the Celtics have to do a better job of just trying to get him better looks, closer to the, to the rim, you know, attacking – but then again, is he in his head? You know, is he afraid that someone's going to get hit too hard in the right hand? If that's the case, well, Jalen has to sort of rip that bandaid off and just try to try to be try to force the issue a bit. You know, especially on offense where the Celtics uh, obviously when Tatum's going and, and Jalen is going at the same time. I mean, we saw that what happens. You know, the the big yeah. lead that these guys can build in a game one and game two, and I think Game Four would be no different if you have both of those guys going along with the strength of that defense that the Celtics team was playing uh, throughout the course of those first two games.
2: Yep. Yeah, I just, I just thought Jalen just did not look uber aggressive, uber assertive, uber attack mode uh, that we were used to seeing. And you know, the fact that he finished with 15 points and he didn't shoot the ball terribly, you know, it wasn't no, that just he, was, he just he just wasn't an, yeah. yeah he just wasn't as active and aggressive yeah. and, and attacking them as as, he's, as he has to be. Uh, and when you start thinking about what are the, the potential factors, uh, I don't think there's any question that the hand, in some way, shape, or form, is impacting his play. Whether it's a physical issue or whether it's a mental one, where he's giving him more thought than he probably should. Bottom line is he's got to get over it. Uh, he's got to find a way and find a way to just get past that and just play his brand of basketball, which is attacking, looking to finish at the rim, and when the defense collapses, doing a good job of kicking to teammates. Uh, they they didn't do. There just wasn't a good rhythm. Of- Flow to them what they were doing, and yet the numbers look really good. I mean, you look at the, the field goal percentage, you look at, you know, the, those type of things. But at the end of the day, the eye test tells you a much different story. That he just wasn't as impactful, or aggressive, or as assertive as he's used to used to
3: being. Yep,
1: yeah, um, true that. Uh, Bobby Manning's on his way. He was in the locker room. Uh, he still got
3: the uh, he still got that shot at the end of the game, though. How do you feel about that, Gerard? Would you would you drop a play like that? I mean, clearly, no. clearly they're going for the two for one, but Jalen, really? Like, that's the guy? I mean.
2: No, yeah. I wouldn't. If I would have tried to get – I would – you know, that to me goes back to the whole offense-defensive thinking. Um, I would want to have somebody like Malcolm Brogdon on the floor in that situation. Uh, if not, the guy to take the shot certainly, coy, that I know the Hawks were very locked in on him because of how aggressive he was. So, uh, no, nah, nah, this just wasn't Jalen's knife for that type of shot. But the, the thing – here's the thing. If you're Joe Missoula, you have to – at least give some nod to the fact that Jalen has made some big shots in late game situations for you this year and you rolling the dice and maybe he can do it again. But again, when he's healthy and maybe he's having a rough night, I feel better about him taking that shot than him not being healthy, whether it's physical, whether it's just mentally not, uh, you know, aggressive because he's worried about the hand. He just wasn't right. And he wasn't right all game long. And in that situation with a chance like that, I, I'm not – I don't think I'm putting him in that position.
3: Yeah. I, I just thought it was the it was the wrong decision, honestly. Uh, not the reason they lost, but uh didn't help them, obviously. No, it
1: didn't. not. Well, did not. Um, and, you know, uh, so be it. Uh, Jason Tatum taking some, cra- uh, some blame for the loss today. And, again, it's hard to go in on him when you look at the stat line. But this was, as we said, a game where – you know, you might have needed that superstar. You you needed him to put you over the top. Didn't quite happen um at the end there, but he didn't play a bad game per se. Um he actually was pretty good. Uh and uh, you just you just needed a little more. You needed you needed top five Tatum. You got, you know, you got regular season Tatum. It was still good. Uh, but he took some blame for the performance. Uh Marcus Smart. Uh hold on one second. Uh oh, thanks, Dirk. Uh, sorry, I haven't been. I haven't been in on the chat here uh, for a little bit. Uh, Marcus Smart had a pretty good game here. He is talking about um, the Hawks and how they kind of played tonight, and this now being a series.
2: I mean, we we knew it wasn't going to be easy. Um, you know, that's why we let the outside noise continue to talk for us. Uh, it was our focus. We came in with a game plan. They did too, and they executed. And they hit some shots to uh, to really get them overboard. So. Uh, you know, it could have been a sweep, but we ain't talking about that. It's one game at a time. We came out to play tonight, and we lost, so we got to come back and play again. That
1: little, Facts. Sli- Facts. That little sliver of Christian Megliola there in the corner. He's <laughs> kind of hanging out there. Just hang hanging
2: out there, yeah. Uh, he's, he's right, though. I mean, they, they – You got to
1: tell Ahmed played. to frame out Christian next time. <laughs> yeah.
2: Marcus is right, though. I mean, the, the Hawks played a great game, and, and that's just what happens when, the, when you play a great game. You should win uh, more times than not, particularly when you're you're doing it at home. Uh, But the Celtics, uh, like I said from from early on, John, I I just there's nothing I saw in this game that makes me feel that the tide of this series is going to change. To me, this is it's more like just this is just a bump uh, along the road that again, it's not going to I think impact your final destination. Um, Yeah, I just I just don't see
1: it. I'm not stressed. Like I said, the things you want to see. You know, it, again, Atlanta's not repeating this. Um, there wasn't a thing that the Celtics did tonight that was like, oh, my God, that, you know, like, obviously the rebounding was not great. Um, But then, you know, you just want you want Jalen to be back to being Jalen and everything other than that. I'm not I'm not sweating it. Maybe Bobby Manning's a little more panicked. We'll get Bobby's take on the game. Bobby, What's does up? it does it bug you? Uh, did it bug them? Uh, what was the what was the vibe? Basketball only baking later.
4: Yeah, I, I sense some frustration in yeah. terms of how they competed on the interior in this game and that not only the rebounding, but how they defended the middle. I looked yeah. up and I, I did turn to Sherrard and I said, and I think this is how it finished. Zero blocks for them in this game after a 10 block game. I think they had 12 last game going yeah. within one of the franchise records. So the rim protection didn't hold up in this game. There was none of it. Uh, Young got that floater off, which had been a challenge for him throughout the series. And, yeah, I, I think Brown... They got
1: Rob off his feet a little bit, too, um, mm-hmm. well, you one too many times, and he wasn't there to challenge when when, when he needed to be in his, minute, in his minutes either.
4: Yeah, Celtics fouling went up in this game. Brown got into foul trouble. I think they actually set a playoff record for a lower fouls last game. So the defense collapsed after I thought reaching as close as we'd seen it to that 2022 form tonight. Uh, Lots of drives by guys. Uh, Definitely not the boxing out effort you wanted to see in this game. And I I think particularly in transition, they had some breakdowns here that that just cost them. And offensively, I like the way they kept up. In fact, that, fourth quarter i thought they were excellent in terms of the shots they got to try to tie and win this game Uh, so there's some stuff to like on that and again though you leave this game wondering is this the same defense we saw last year rob not being able to play in crunch time in a game like this them not having the ability to shut off atlanta at key points I know you guys are looking at it. I just heard you say there's, there's not a lot to read from this in terms of the long run. But I actually feel the opposite. I, I came into this series saying that the Hawks can really challenge Celtics in some areas where they're weak. And there'll be other teams down the line that can challenge them in those areas. And if they're slipping up against the Hawks, not to say that they needed to sweep them. In fact, I had them in five here and I still do. But they haven't competed well on the margins in this series to me. They haven't drawn free throws. They haven't rebounded. And I know they won that turnover battle tonight. But turning it over, I think, what was it, like 13 times here tonight still? Not great. You know, not yeah. great ball control. And Tatum put the loss on himself. He said, this one's on me. I turned it over way too much, especially in that second half.
1: That's the thing though, is like every garden has weeds, you know, like it's not, you're not going to freak, it's not going to be perfect. You're always going to have some areas that can be exploited. It's just ultimately, you know, if you're, if you're playing your game and giving your, giving the, 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 the the right amount of effort. And if you're doing that, it's hard to complain. Did you think this was a low effort game or a poor execution game?
4: Poor execution. Yeah. Yeah. Slip ups. Uh, And the Hawks did hit some tough shots. That young one was ridiculous in the right corner. He yeah. got himself going. A lot there. of tough
1: shots. The interior was terrible. And they, they did some stuff, some trouble kind of rotating and defending and getting out. And they did give up some open threes. But, I mean, the Hawks must have hit a dozen, like, contested, contested shots, if not more, uh, throughout the game. It's just, That stuff's like, what are you going to do? You yeah. wish you hadn't given away some of the easier ones when they start making those two, but I felt like it was everything. Both what you gave them and what they got on their own was just I don't I don't know if you're gonna see that again. I don't know if you see that from any team again. That you know, that that kind of shooting and that kind of shot making.
4: At the same time, you shot
1: 44% from yeah. Yeah.
3: well, yeah. I am gonna say that probably, but also they committed eighteen, was it? Yeah, eighteen turnovers. <laughs> it's like that's that's hard to do, right? This is a tough game to lose. Yeah, I'm make, almost... make those three-point shots and then you know also win the game against the Celtics team. I mean, what a searching... chance that happens again.
4: I'm searching on the stat sheet for the answer, Josue, because you're right. They forced a ton of turnovers. They hit a ton of th- 21 threes for the Celtics here. The <laughs> rebounding wasn't staggering. They gave up 11, <laughs> which is a lot, but it's not 19. So, like, where did this really go wrong for them? I mean, just look
3: at this box score, man. If you were to take the scores away, you'd be like, "Oh, Celtics probably won this game." You know? Yeah,
4: you would game. think so. That's what's
1: so strange. I mean, the Celtics yeah. didn't hit the offensive glass, they didn't defend the paint, and then Atlanta made a just ridiculous shots. They were at exactly sixty percent with four and a half minutes to go. You know, uh, it, it, I mean, a field goal for the game. I mean, yeah. unfreaking real. So
4: sure. uh, 56% know, from the field. high.
1: 56 They were at 60, like, late in the fourth. A couple right. misses there knocked it under. A couple under.
3: misses knocked them down. Yeah. So
1: it's unbelievable. This they
3: kind pretty of much saw 60% for the night. Much.
4: That's probably why they come away from this game not concerned. But I did sense the appropriate level of frustration from them, John. Yeah. This is definitely a game that I think they'll all bounce back from here. A couple moments, though. Tatum pointed out some indecision, indecisiveness in the lane, rather. That forced him to make some turnovers. He said he felt like he was trying to get fouled a lot of the time inside.
1: Yeah, he he's got to do a little better there. If you're going to put one thing on Tatum, I would say that it's look he, he always be closing right. He can't be missing. He can't be missing in close. He can't be turning it in. When, turning it over when he tries to attack. He's just got to be better. Um, it's not asking too much, you know, of that. Um, that's his game. That's what he's doing. When he's getting all the way and he's making those moves, he's got to be able to finish. He's got to be able to make the right decisions.
4: And Brown, too. I thought that last run out after he got the steal. Healthy Jalen, I think, finishes through contact <laughs> yep. there. We're, yeah. we, were, yep, we were talking about that.
1: We were about talking that. about exactly
4: that play. Yep. And he said he'll have to look back on it. I kind of insinuated that to him. And he he would he didn't go there. But um, he said that he, felt like he needed to be more aggressive in this game overall. uh,
2: Yes. Hell yes. Way more aggressive because, you know, you, you look at his, I mean, if you didn't watch the game at all and you just look at his final box score, you probably think, oh, well, Atlanta did a really good job of just not allowing him to get a lot of shots off. No, that's not what happened, folks. He wasn't attacking the way he normally does, which is why he didn't get more shots off. And the play Bobby that you pointed out and we had talked about earlier, I thought was one of the more crystal clear examples of, Jalen Brown dealing with this hand injury versus Jalen Brown if he did not have the hand injury, how different that play would have been. Jalen would have looked to finish at the rim and probably would have got an and one. Um cuz that's what he's been able to do for so many games this season. Uh but for him to kick it out to Al and then Al swing it to Tate, I mean it, it again, they just did they, their numbers look good, but there wasn't a rhythm to this team yeah. which, this, this game.
1: Well, I'll ask you this. And again, so, you know, offense is the bread and butter with, with Jalen. We know that, but you know, when you know, if you're, if you're somewhat limited or maybe he doesn't fully understand it, uh, but I, I, you know, we do think it's somewhat in his head. Uh, You got to find ways to make impact elsewhere. Right. Um, So, you know, he didn't, he had one rebound, which is straight on a night. You're getting killed. Um, one rebound is odd because we've seen Jalen rack up like large rebound numbers, you know. But, but John, if you're that's concerned about your about hand,
3: hand, that's the thing about his hand. Yeah, that's what makes me wonder. Uh, maybe. Yeah, if. There's something to that.
2: Yeah, you might you you might think twice about going into the jungle if you if you think you don't have if you if your weed whacker ain't ready to, to just yeah. do, the, do the damn thing, <laughs> you might think about twice going into, into those trees.
3: So especially, so uh, that's it.
1: Two free throws. I guess Atlanta. Two free throws only, that that shows you something. And, again, he's not a high free throw guy despite going to the paint. He never has been. It's Tatum great.
4: struggled there, too. How many it's, did he end up having? He ended
1: up time? with nine, um, right. so not as bad. Uh, well, you know, not, that's about time
3: because he, the first two games, he was – what was it, two? two. Yeah,
1: Which two. is it was strange because, because he, was, he yeah. was attacking. He just wasn't getting hit. Well, nobody know, you know. Was go- they weren't if that was the same one. case tonight,
3: I would have I pointed at that. it's a big reason why they, they – uh, they, they missed out on a lot of points there, but yeah. that was the case tonight. Sorry, Sean. No,
1: bro. no. In fact, they they played Joe's game by jacking up forty-eight threes. That's what he wanted after going yeah. in the low thirties the last two nights, which is strange. But they were scoring so much in the paint tonight; it's not the issue. But Jalen, not on the glass, not at the free throw line. He's never a high assist guy. You don't expect that, but you know, make your make your bones on defense there. Uh, you know th- that didn't happen either. Uh, you you know want to see a little bit of effort, and like you know, Murray's good, and you know, uh, you know that's uh, you know. Uh, but you, you, make an impact somewhere if you're not gonna be able to do it offensively is, is, is what I'm saying. if you're a little you know hesitant because you're afraid to attack um, you know you got to find different ways to impact the game. I thought game one was amazing because he he looked very uncomfortable, but he played well within whatever limitations he put on himself or he knew he had the six turnovers but he was smart when he attacked he was opportunistic just a little less tonight I wonder how much thinking's going on.
4: He had that big fourth-quarter block, too, in Game 2 against yeah. Murray there. they he did he, have a couple steals
1: late tonight, yeah.
4: Yeah, I think his defense, at least in terms of disruptiveness, has been encouraging in this series yeah. because he's been involved and active on that yeah. end. You worry about the switches. You worry about, I think, some of the screening that Atlanta's doing taking him out of this game Mm -hmm. he had a tough time getting around those and staying with Murray especially before halftime when Murray went on that big run Murray's becoming a problem I think they are catching on to what we talked about last game in terms of having him on the ball and phasing out young a little bit there that's what sent them on that big run in the second quarter he's so shifty And he can't shoot off the ball, but when he's on the ball, he's going to get by anybody on the Celtics, including White. I thought he gave White fits in this one. He did. No one could stay with him there. So they got to keep him off the point of attack because I think what's happening a lot on these rebounds is guys come to help on him and then no Mm -hmm. one's back for the rebound. And then then when they switch Horford late, which I actually loved, I love when they send him out to the perimeter to guard guards Um, because I think, again, it's like that Hauser thing. They try to go at him and he actually stops them. But then no one's on the back line for those boards. So it's a great one. That's where they Brown. get killed. Yeah. That's, that, that, that's how, what hurts him. I wonder how many times Round was in position on those. I'd have to go watch because I didn't see any in real time. But one well, rebound, you have to think he could have had more. Yeah. So, I mean uh, the, I don't I,
2: when when Alice switched out on on Trey, you one of your wings has to crash the glass. Has to. And when you look at the numbers that the Celtics typically put up in terms of rebounding numbers, it's it's no, it's no not a surprise if it's Jalen Brown because he gets a lot of rebounds for someone who plays the off guard. But this was the first game I, in, in this series where Trey actually seemed to really go to work on Al. And, I, and I, I do think that, you know, he put Al in some bad spots. And I think they made it worse by not being able to get some of those misses because Trey missed, you know, at, at least two or three, maybe even four misses when Al was guarding him. And I think Atlanta got at least two offensive rebounds in that instance. And that's – you know, it just, it, it just absolutely deflates, you know, the effort that he put in guarding, you know, this diminutive, small, but incredibly quick guard. So
1: – Yeah. Let, let me ask Bobby real quick. Um, Bobby, we talked about it. your question to Grant earlier uh, and, and not really knowing he wasn't playing, not really knowing he was playing. J, by the um, way, Bobby yeah you looked uh you looked at uh, hauser tonight uh, again this was one of those like the game looked like it was too fast for him when he was out there he wasn't able to do anything as soon as he caught the ball he was getting swarmed he didn't have a second to get a shot off played very few minutes it looked like he just wasn't going to be able to keep up tonight uh, especially with the clip that atlanta was scoring um and then grant comes in and he plays pretty good minutes um now, first, Bobby, re- first react to the response. Were you surprised he responded that way when you asked him that question? And two, did he earn more minutes or or, or, or is, uh, or is uh, Joe going to go right back to what he did last, uh, you know, uh, the first two games? Because, again, we were guessing it might have just been the foul trouble that got him in here in the first place.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy Toscano from The Garden Report, and this episode of The Garden Report is brought to you by BetterHelp, Give online therapy a try at betterhelp.com garden and get on your way to being your best self. Everybody knows what their best self looks and feels like, but sometimes life happens and throws you off. Maybe you're overwhelmed or you're down. But talking with a licensed therapist can help get you back on track and thinking differently. It's not just during traumatic times either. Therapy can be a great resource to empower you and prepare you for what is to come your way. I know it does for me. Therapy has helped me greatly over the years. I went through a stretch where I just wasn't myself. I was really down and the people around me saw it. Once I was able to come to terms with it, I took action. Betterhelp.com makes it even easier to take action by setting you up with a therapist easily. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. No need for an in-person visit. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and you're on your way. You can even switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can get you there. Visit betterhelp.com garden today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash garden.
4: Yeah, Joe seemed to point in that direction. The foul trouble got him in there, and then he took advantage and kept rolling. Thought we might see him late, and didn't. I asked Joe how tough of a decision that was, and you know maybe I could have worded that question better, but of course he hit me with it wasn't hard at all. So they went offense, defense with Smart, and I think it was White coming in and out there, or Brogdon rather. Smart was running in and out. So that was fine. I liked what they did there, especially after those three-point misses from Smart. But in terms of Grant, this is why I want him out there. He's capable of having these volcanic nights. Hauser, maybe in a regular season setting, you see him go off four threes. I can't picture in the playoffs right now until it happens. But we know (laughs) Grant can do this. So he should continue to play. He never should have sat to start this series. I know they won convincingly in game one and two. But I don't get why they're messing around with them. I just no, – I don't no, get it.
3: No, we're not doing this tonight, Bobby. Stop.
4: He played great. I mean, he comes okay. in. Hits a couple Today's threes. A, gets a steal. Right. He's a guy who can box out. I know he's not Draw great, some charges, Bobby. Get out. the charges
2: in there, Bobby. Come he on. Get all the, the, Bobby. Get all the Brent receipts out on the table.
3: He has so some Bobby, charges think, Drew. Come on. You think you get this performance – Without the, 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 the two the two benchings, they go hand in hand.
4: Maybe. You might be right. It's tough to tell. But zero minutes, is, zero minutes is too low. And if we're talking about the future, he shouldn't get zero again. Steve, that's where Sherrod
3: and I disagree. Because Sherrod thinks that he, – he, he says he wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't play at all in game four. I, I think he goes back to zero. Open, I think, I think I he goes back I to think zero. he's opened the door. You think he goes back to zero? Wow. I don't think he'll be one of the first ones off the bench, but I think he's opened the door for – for an opportunity, and is there you, any uh, way he helped if you? Is, thrived, if he doesn't thrive opportunity, he'll go right back to the bench.
4: Is there any way he hurt you in this one? Because I can list off no. a million ways he helped them. No, hell, you just don't know. Point,
3: if
1: he, you don't know if he's going to repeat the performance. One, two. I don't think it was ever the intention to play him again. Uh, to play him, I think just because Derek White got two fouls early, they had to go out of their rotations. They did. Yeah. He made the most of his opportunity. He got minutes. He got a little bit, you know, a few more minutes later. But that was it. I don't think it was the plan to play him. And I think if uh, everything goes to plan as it did in game one and two, he's sitting, he's back on the bench. Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. The plan was to sweep this series, and now they have a series. So they are all 0-1-1-1 Grant
1: plays, Bobby. They are. What was his, his plus-minus <laughs> in the end? I thought he was good. I agree with you, Bobby, in theory. I agree that the version of Grant that was contributing to their playoff run last year is the type of guy you want to see here now play on this team with this team. Um, but if you're playing well without him, you don't
4: need him.
1: Um, you, you know,
4: but we're talking how much it does. It shouldn't be zero. Yeah, yeah. I don't know how much it is. I, I don't mean, know. Never- I'm not opposed. Three. I'm not opposed to play there's again.
1: Minus three out there. Yeah, he I'm not opposed three. to playing him, but I also don't think they miss him. Sometimes that's kind of what I'm saying. Is like I don't think you're missing a ton. You don't leave a lot of games thinking like this game needed more Grant. That's usually not the reason you think they lost uh, a game because what? there wasn't enough Grant in it. But if you can get good Grant, yeah, take it. Get, get as much of it as you can. And with Jalen not being
2: as aggressive or assertive as he normally is, then might you need need, you yeah. absolutely needed a Grant out there tonight. No yeah. question about it. But. Yeah. Are we confident that Jalen is going to be as non-aggressive as he was in this game? I don't think so. I think he's going to be closer to the Jalen that we've seen throughout the regular season than what we saw tonight. And if that's the case, Grant's role isn't quite what it was tonight because you're not going to necessarily need that. And if Derek White doesn't get in foul trouble, I think we're back to ground zero, as in zero minutes for Grant. Yep. Yep. There's um, a
4: middle ground you can find. I don't see where Hauser's helping you so much that he needs to take Grant's minutes. That's where I'm at. I, I'd like to see 10 He's never going to go back to 27. That's clear, especially as they try to make some of the small ball work. That's what I find intriguing is that despite them getting battered on the boards, they are leaning into the small ball. and. You're not getting a lot out of Hauser. No, you're not. they're not. They're not. They're not. And that was the
1: fear is that, like, it would just – you you try them and then it wouldn't, you wouldn't
4: get a ton and then you'd kind of slightly stop. related to this too. Did they play any double big tonight?
1: No, that was the other thing that I thought was strange. Um, Cause considering you're getting beat on the glass, you think they might, but then they were probably afraid that they weren't going to be able to get out on shooters um, if they did. Um, so, I mean, Rob played 19 minutes, you know, that's it. Um, that's like, let's just, that's, that's like ramp
2: up after you just got hurt and missed three weeks, Rob.
1: 19 minutes. So we, we said certain things might happen. Like Joe might get, you know, if things get tight, he might get conservative. And that means lean in on the guys who, you know, the old faithfuls here, Al and this and that. And, you know, Rob didn't get in there. Hauser uh, didn't really get back in after he got a little bit of run. Obviously you had a few grant minutes, but you did have white and Brown in foul trouble, uh, which made a difference there. But I don't know, man, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think they changed their approach much. Like, this isn't a panic, let's go and do a bunch of things different. But in-game, you might you might see some different no, adjustments. Boston, I don't know that they necessarily out. made them tonight. Um, whatever Atlanta was doing early, they did it middle. They did it late. Um, they kind of did it the whole time. So I don't know if Joe could have done something to, st- to stop the bleeding at some point. It didn't happen.
4: Yeah, I'm impressed by Atlanta, the way they're able to challenge this. Are they your that. new Toronto? No, I just I just think it's pretty <laughs> –
1: it's, it's you say pretty, that so legitimacy.
3: No, no, but you know,
4: it's pretty impressive. I, I, we looked at this series coming in and said, "Oh, what a joke they they got so they got off the hook, avoiding Miami." When you actually look at it, and who knows how Miami would have gone? I'm sure there's some ways they could have challenged the Celtics too. But the way the Hawks attack that glass and it, it, it's so aggressive that it just kind of knocks the Celtics back on their ass and. Really makes them, I think, rethink the way they have to defend out there. The way they launch the amount of threes they have in this series at certain points and have been aggressive and looking for those. There's certain ways that I, I think I wrote coming into this series. They can keep these margins so close. The free throws, they're not following the Celtics the way other teams have, which is impressive. Those, one, those games one and two look much more like blowouts than they actually were if you actually look at some of those like marginal stats that Joe talks about a lot and tonight I think those things flipped this game on the head when the shooting got closed
1: Celtics are still getting anything they want for the most part offensively all three games which is why you just Atlanta's not going to be able to put up enough resistance without any real defensive effort it's just not going to happen so can they repeat this offensive game? yeah, maybe in a seven-game series you can get two games like this, you know. And, you know, maybe in the worst-case scenario you get a six-game series. But it's like the Celtics are still getting whatever they want whenever they want it offensively. Uh, and that's with Jalen Brown not playing necessarily 100% and things being a little bit weird tonight. So, I, I, again, I just I, – I can't see the concern level. You well, know? we're
4: still waiting to see this team find its defensive identity. And they're going to need to to close this out in, in five. Yeah. Cause if they don't defend at a high level, if they don't rebound at a high level, this series is probably going six at this All point. Right. The way it's gone so far, right? Yeah,
1: it's possible. Um, no, I think it's over in five. But um, I think it's over in five. yeah, this, I think Celtics <laughs> come out and drop drop the hammer in Game Four. But. Um, Oh, yeah, the
3: game one Celtics again. That's what
1: it is. Yeah, we'll see. Anyway, we're gonna wrap. We're we're hitting that hour mark. These guys have more work to do. They're out in Atlanta, so follow us uh, on Twitter. Follow us over at Celtics CLNS Media. If you guys are hockey fans, you might be able to catch a little bit of Bruins post game if you run right now over on Bruins Ringside, our YouTube channel. Ooh, um, they're part. going and they're talking a Bruins four two win. They lead the Panthers two games to one in their best of seven series. They did it tonight without their top two centers, Patrice Bergeron and David Krejci, both out of action. Uh, so a gutsy, hey, He was Bruins. out too. Yeah, last minute I scratch yeah, I out of know nowhere. That. Wow, he wasn't supposed to. He was with the uh, he 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 skated with the team uh, in the morning, and he got it was a late scratch. So they were down in their top two centers. Got a really good game out of Coyle, who had to step up. Um, uh, good all around effort. Bruins up two one in that series. All is well. Everyone can stop panicking. People were really worried after that game two loss. Um, I was there at the Garden. Holy crap, was that a quiet crowd! Um, yeah, yeah, on a
3: Friday. It's, it's, yeah,
1: yeah. So, anyway, uh, go check that out if you want to check out some Bruins post game. Uh, follow all of these guys for all of their great work uh, covering the series. Uh, there's more, much more stuff coming out on our channel later on tonight and on the Media website. Yeah, stay uh, we tuned guys. See, we'll see you guys later. Thanks all. The Garden Report is brought to you by FanDuel. Sign up at fanduel.com slash boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet.